Mr Biden will no doubt have empathised with them and shared their grief. But he's also likely to have heard their deep anger over the police response. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat with Mike Rouse and me, Jim Gould. And uh, this morning uh, we're talking about uh, the government's planned anti-tobacco measures. Uh, the administration says it's looking to increase its efforts to reduce tobacco use with the smoking rate here having dropped below 10% last year. Uh, it's held fairly steady for the past 10 years but uh, the aim is to reduce it to, uh, further to 7.8% um, of the population by 2025. And we have um, uh, three guests with us this morning to talk about this. Uh, on the line, we have uh, Henry Tong, who's chairman of the Hong Kong Council on Smoking and Health. Uh, Daniel Ho, associate professor uh, at the School of Public Health at the University of Hong Kong. And uh, Henage Mitchell, who's the founder of the advocacy group uh, FactAsia.org. Um, good morning to you all. Perhaps, um, Henry Tong, if we could uh, ask you first. Um, uh, in terms of the smoking rate, um, do you think, from your point of view, we're heading in the right direction? And um, what do you think of these uh, uh, proposed uh, extra measures by the administration? I mean, such as expanding the number of uh, no smoking areas, banning smoking at bus stops and so on. Good morning. Uh, yes. I um, uh, personally and also our council feel very encouraged uh, by the new number that uh, the smoking preference in Hong Kong has been dropping and it has dropped to 9.5%. It is one of the lowest in the world. And we, I think Hong Kong is a well positioned uh, to, uh, to position for tobacco endgame, which is creating a completely uh, smoke-free Hong Kong. And uh, uh, about uh, the expanding the uh, anti-smoking measures of the government, I think I first First, our council agree with, uh, with it, and secondly, uh, our council thinks that some of these measures can be further refined and elaborated. Uh, for example, by expanding legal non-smoking areas, not just in bus stops or, or, or waiting areas for taxis, uh, but uh, I have been receiving complaints from school principals that uh, second-hand smoke uh, has been getting into schools. So we have been advocating that uh, the non-smoking area should be expanded to the outside of schools and community uh, service centers and also elderly homes. And also, uh, we, uh, we, uh, the research in Hong Kong and also uh, internationally has shown that uh, in increasing tobacco tests is the single most important and effective uh, measure to reduce uh, smoking prevalence. But Hong Kong has not increased the, uh, the tobacco tests in the past eight years. And the affordability of uh, cigarettes in Hong Kong is, is quite affordable, actually uh, affordable, very affordable compared to other developed countries. And there are rooms that uh, tobacco tax in Hong Kong should be increased uh, for a high percentage. And also uh, the government, uh, uh, the Secretary for uh, Food and Health, has uh, she has said that uh, she advocates for plain packaging uh, for all those uh, uh, cigarette uh, packages, uh, which means 100% uh, of the coverage of uh, packaging of cigarettes, cigarettes should be uh, warning, warning letters. Uh, we would like to take it further, uh, one step further, that for the point of sales of, uh, uh, of, uh, of cigarettes, they should not display the, uh, the cigarette package at all. Uh, people who want to buy cigarettes, they should ask, uh, they should ask uh, uh, for, for, for the cigarettes. These are measures which have been taken in other countries and which are also being shown to be effective in reducing the smoking rates. Mm. 
Okay, uh, uh, Henage Mitchell, good morning to you. Uh, okay, uh, um, can you hear us okay? You sound a bit faint. Okay, that's better. That's better. That's that's a lot clearer. Yeah. Good morning. So, so factasia.org uh, uh, described as an independent, not for profit, consumer oriented uh, advocacy. Um, you say you you represent the consumer, not the tobacco industry. Um, what do you make of uh, the current situation uh, in Hong Kong and the these uh, uh, ongoing efforts and new measures that are going to be taken to try and reduce the smoking rate even further? Uh, well, I, I, I support them, uh, I'm not going to say 100%, but it, uh, this is the right track. It's, mm -hmm. it, it is the right thing to do. Um, anybody who is thinking about lighting up a cigarette now should not do it, uh, whether they've ever smoked or not. But just you should not smoke. It's really, really bad. However, I have a couple of concerns with the, the lack of um, current thinking that, that's not being applied to, to, to the strategy to, to, to end smoking, which has to end. Uh, and, and that is specifically uh, the, the alternatives that are no longer available to smokers in Hong Kong. Uh, which you mean, is you mean like, vape, like vaping? Vape, mm -hmm. I mean like vaping mm -hmm. and heat not burn, which is proven uh, worldwide to be a very effective method for many smokers, not all smokers, but many smokers, to, to transition away from deadly cigarettes far less harmful ways of getting their nicotine. And when you look at the reduction in smoking rates, I, I, was, I was particularly struck by the fact that um, while there, there is a, uh, a drop from 10.2 uh, to 9.5%, which is great, it, there's also been a rise, uh, a, a surge, it was, it was like that, uh, uh, of over 10,000 people who, who, who are, have taken up vaping. And if you look at those numbers, you can see the correlation between people who stop smoking, the, the reduction in smoking, and the people who've taken up vaping. It kind of pretty much is exactly the numbers. It's around 10,000 smokers in Hong Kong over the last two years have quit smoking and started vaping. And the science tells us that this is a much healthier option for them. So I think that Hong Kong has really missed um, an opportunity to, to really give smokers the choice they need or the choices they need to successfully quit. Mm. And I, I think that's something that needs to be to be really stressed. That the numbers that, that the government itself are putting out seem to quite clearly show there is a correlation between the reduction in smoking rates and the previously available alternatives, which are now no longer available. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's going to be a bit of a kicker for, for, for the programme. Uh, Mr. Mitchell, good morning. Um, I want morning. I would ask now if we look if we think of smoking tobacco as a as a highway in a sense. The, the argument is, I guess, that vaping and heat not burn is a ramp off the highway, so that you're not consuming actual tobacco. You're you're getting a, your nicotine in another way. Is, is that the is that the is that the argument? That, 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 that is uh, not just the argument. That, that's what the evidence quite clearly shows. Right. Uh, anywhere that's, uh, that, that's uh, encouraged, even they've been like in the UK, um, there's been a dramatic drop in, in, in smoking. Countries that have refused to embrace new technology, Australia, uh, as, have seen the smoking rates flatline. Right. Uh, no. Isn't, uh, isn't so, it, yes, is, is there also a danger, the other way, that 
vaping could be a ramp up to the tobacco highway for people who weren't smoking at all. That's Before. certainly been uh, mooted as a possibility, but the evidence just simply doesn't suggest that. Uh, you look at the, the, the research, for example, in the USA, where they, they've looked at youth smoking. Uh, uh, anywhere that vaping is available, it's in a rise in vaping, but a significant drop in youth smoking because they're switching to vaping. And the interesting thing is that people who switch, particularly young people who switch from smoking to vaping, do not start smoking again. They stop vaping because it's a fad. The young people, they tried it, it's done, it's the excitement, and they, they stop. That's what the evidence is actually showing. That's not what the rhetoric is telling you, that's not what the headlines are preaching, but that's right. what the evidence is showing. Mr. Tong? Yeah. Uh, this evidence that uh, certainly there's a correlation of numbers i'm not correlation of course is not causation so um do, is vaping as a ramp down from the tobacco highway uh worth having because we we've, we've stopped that in hong kong haven't we because of the uh, dangers stopped, that it's a uh, ramp up uh, we stopped it. uh this, the sale of uh, of uh, e-cigarettes and hdp uh, in Hong Kong, and that was the right move. Last year, uh, the Hong Kong people and the Legislative Council have already reached a consensus that uh, vaping and e-cigarettes, they are not uh, just harmful. They are potentially, or actually evidence, and uh, uh, reports, the Hong Kong University professor can tell us, the reports have shown us that uh, vaping and uh, e-cigarettes and HDB, they are more harmful than uh, traditional cigarettes. Secondly, uh, the evidence which we have seen is that uh, vaping and e-cigarettes, they are attractive uh, to young people. And uh, as a responsible, responsible government, uh, uh, we should uh, do everything we can to prevent and stop uh, young people from joining uh, the population of smokers, including uh, vaping and including uh, alternative smoking products. So the government and the legislature has done the right thing uh, to stop uh, alternative smoking products in Hong Kong. And the evidence, I, I believe, the Hong Kong University Professor can tell us. Yes, good morning, Daniel Ho. Morning. Associate Professor at uh, Hong Kong News uh, School of Public Health. Uh, yes, you, you've done a lot of research uh, on this issue. So, um, uh, was it the right move to to ban uh, vaping? Of course, uh, you know, uh, e-cigarettes and heat not burn products are all no longer uh, 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 legal in Hong Kong, or, or ban on the import, promotion, and manufacture and possession of such. Was that the right way to go? That definitely. Uh, we, uh, we, we, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty if you allow these things to uh, to be uh, used in Hong Kong. Uh, these are new things. These are particularly attractive to young people. And uh, after banning it, we can focus our attention to the uh, to the uh, t traditional tobacco products like cigarettes. I think it has been a distraction to tobacco control efforts in the past few years with the issue of electronic uh, cigarettes and the heated tobacco products. And now we should focus our attention to uh, those traditional uh, products that are still uh, available to, uh, for sale in Hong Kong. Mm. And uh, I think now the tobacco industry uh, has a new uh, kind of approach. Uh, they would say they um, would encourage people to stop smoking. They would uh, advocate for a smoke-free world. But what they mean is that, uh, that they want people to change uh, to use the new products that they will still be able to sell to profit uh, immensely uh, by using those e-cigarettes and heated tobacco products. But what about the counter-argument here that, that, in fact, the numbers suggest people are coming off tobacco onto these products? 
Hong Kong. We know that in Hong Kong and elsewhere in in, in the West, in developing uh, in developed countries, the smoking patterns has uh, begun to drop decades ago. In Hong Kong, from the earliest uh, figure in 1980s, uh, 23% to right now 9.5%. It has been dropping all the time. Uh, but since the um, introduction of the new products, actually in the past seven, eight, ten years, the, the progress has been uh, nearly halted. Uh, so uh, actually in the West, if you look at the young people, uh, the the drop uh, of uh, tobacco use, if you include uh, e-cigarettes, has actually increased because many people have changed to use e-cigarettes because they are highly addictive. I think right now today we should focus on the the end game, how we are going to end this tobacco epidemic altogether. So would you support the same uh, end game as Henry Tong spoke about, and that is uh, zero smoking in Hong Kong? Of course, this is the only the sensible thing to do. Uh, we must not uh, get numbed by the, um, the assistance of tobacco around us. I mean, it has been there since we were born decades ago. Yeah. But this should not be, right? If you, if you step back and look at the problem, uh, we are talking about a product. It's, not, it's no ordinary consumable product. It's killing 8 million people every year not occasional, not the pandemic, like, like COVID. Every year, 8 million people and 7,000 people in Hong Kong right. died due to smoking. What, what about so, the philosophical uh, argument, uh, Professor Ho, that um, there's a limit to which governments should restrict people's free behaviour if they want to kill themselves by smoking tobacco or using the alternative product? Um advise them that it's unhealthy, advise them, urge them not to do it, but at the end of the day, it's their choice. Well, I'm all for individual freedom uh, as um, far as it can go, uh, but we all know that freedom is not without limit. Right. right. And we could say that your freedom uh, to swing your fist uh, and just before my nose. Right. right? Uh, we're not talking about tobacco users killing themselves only. They are killing others as well. Right, so if secondary smoking, if I yeah. smoke in a in a confined space, um, I don't. By the way, I haven't smoked for many years, but they, um, I'm affecting the other people in that confined space. But if well, I'm, if, if you're living in a cave, if you're living at the far end of Hong Kong, uh, Danwin, perhaps so. But but you still, if unless you promise not to use the uh, public uh, healthcare system. How about, are, right. yeah. How about if I vape in a country park? You should definitely not vape or use e-cigarettes in a country park. People go to country park for the fresh air. Yeah. It, it fit the purpose, actually, to, yeah. to, to use e-cigarettes uh, anywhere. Yeah. If you use it at home, uh, unless you live, even if you live on your own, right, you have neighbours, and... And second has smoke from neighbours is a real problem in Hong Kong, given the living environment. So altogether, one-third of our children were exposed to uh, second yeah. smoke uh, inside their home, uh, from people smoking inside and also from neighbours. So we, we must tackle this problem. OK. Uh, I've got an email here from James. Uh, and we'll put this to uh, Hennage Mitchell. Uh, it's, uh, James says... 
The latest survey showing vaping among secondary school students... Uh, sorry, the latest survey shows vaping among secondary school students has doubled in the last two years. Uh, fact may not represent tobacco companies, but tobacco companies are heavily invested in vaping. The so-called alternatives are another way for tobacco companies to keep youngsters hooked on nicotine. It's not a ramp off, as Mike Rouse asks. It's a ramp onto addiction. Um, Hennage Mitchell, do you want to respond to that? Uh, yeah, look, uh, first of all, I, I think the youth vaping and youth smoking issue it, it is a very, very serious problem and needs to be addressed. But what confuses me is why Hong Kong took so long to ban vape products to youth. They had the opportunity to do that back in 2001 when they first appeared in the market. It was clear these were an adult-only product, and even clearer that it was for smokers, adult smokers, not for children. But nothing was done. It, instead, the adults were... Let me quote... Professor Robert Beagle Hole, who's the uh, former director of the WHO Department of Chronic Disease and Health Promotion from 2004 to 2007, and Professor Ruth Benito, who was the former director of surveillance in the WHO Non-Communicable Disease Cluster from 1999 to 2005. They say, tobacco control is not working for most of the world. The FCT is no longer fit for purpose. The FCT is the framework for national tobacco control under the WHO. Neither WHO nor the FCTC are grounded in the latest evidence on the role of innovative nicotine delivery devices in assisting the transition from cigarettes to much less harmful products. Equally, the focus on youth vaping, most of which is experimental, detracts from the crucial public health goal of reducing cigarette force death in adults. The bottom line is that if you're going to try to protect the children by punishing adult smokers, most of whom made that stupid decision to smoke when they were underage, if you're going to continue punishing them with high taxation and, and, and smoking bans or whatever, which are probably reasonable uh, strategies to adopt, it doesn't make sense to stop them from using a safer off-ramp by using the children as an excuse. Ban the children from having it. Raise the, the age that to purchase if you must. But, but absolutely, educate children. This is not a good thing to do. Vaping is for smokers, adult smokers who want to quit. Not for anyone else. It is not a good thing to start vaping if you, if you don't smoke. If you do smoke, it's a much better alternative. That's the point. Mm. You do say that uh, you believe in the right of smokers to enjoy their smoking uh, within reason and with appropriate but reasonable uh, regulation. So you certainly wouldn't be in favour of a complete ban or, or you know, or, or making life uh, more difficult for them? Um, life is already difficult enough uh, and the personal choice issue is, is, is of course, uh, uh, very much compromised by the fact that secondhand smoke most certainly damages people who don't smoke. However, there is absolutely no evidence to show that secondhand vape, which is not smoke, causes any harm to anybody that isn't vaping, and very little harm to those that do vape. And 95% or more less harmful than cigarettes, according to unimpeachable peer-reviewed. Mm. Uh, research by mm. independent scientists. Uh, mm. This is the evidence that is being ignored by uh, tobacco control uh, uh, experts mm. uh, around the world, and it's it's, it's a real shame. But when you're trying to what sell it? somebody something, you yeah. don't sell. Yes. You don't say either buy this or don't. You say, okay, buy this or try this or try this. Have the big one, have the small one. In, in tobacco control, it's try a patch, try a spade, try a gum. 
try try discrediting cold turkey. None of those work. Then what else is available to you? Mm. And what else is available and works for a significant number of former smokers is vaping. Mm. It works mm. for many smokers. Not everybody. Is it safe? No, nothing's safe. But it's much, much safer than the product it's intended to re- replace, which is deadly cigarettes, which kill 8 million people a year. Yes, we have to pay attention to this, and we have to help smokers, not punish them. Mm. I mean, by all means, smoking bans, raising taxes, these are all strategies that have some effect, but they're not the only strategies that, that are being employed by countries that are seeing significant drops in smoking. Okay, okay, Daniel Ho. I mean, we must stress that uh, that vaping is, uh, to, to all intents and purposes, uh, illegal now. But uh, what about um, what uh, uh, Mr. Mitchell was just saying, that vaping is a lot less harmful than real cigarettes, real tobacco? This is not true. Mm. I mean, uh, we alone in our school have published two articles uh, in peer-reviewed journals showing that um, the exposure to... Uh, Secondhand aerosol uh, from uh, e-cigarettes and heated tobacco products uh, was associated with much higher uh, prevalence of uh, respiratory symptoms in in young people, in secondary school students, uh, among any all the other studies, and uh, among the smokers who quit using the e-cigarettes, eighty percent of them continue to use e-cigarettes. 12 months later, and they would be uh, exposed to uh, the harmful substances in e-cigarettes, perhaps for the rest of their lives, because they think that it is uh, okay, it is health, much healthier for them to use it, right? But but no one knows uh, until decades later, uh, like in the past, uh, when the, uh, the harm of tobacco use manifests themselves after decades. So we must not let this to happen. So right now from today, uh, uh, actually the court uh, have uh, 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 announced the uh, end game uh, charter and at the end uh, it has 11 points. The last point uh, is actually very important. It is to have policies to prevent the tobacco industry's interference to tobacco control. And it is actually Article 5.3 of the uh, WHO's Framework Convention on Tobacco Control. And we must not let the tobacco industry directly or indirectly through fund groups uh, or uh, uh, executive council members or legislators or uh, anybody associated with them to have any say on our policy mm-hmm. and to advocate for their benefit indirectly, of course. Right, Mr. Mitchell, I, something I wanted to ask, um, how practical is it I, I take your point that if an adult is committed to smoking tobacco for the last 10 years, 20 years, vaping might help him come off and do something still harmful but less harmful. All right, let's take that as a given. But how realistically do you stop young people taking up vaping? You can't, how do you realistically stop them buying the equipment and, uh, that they need? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, the, the first step is, of course, to, to, to put regulation in place to make it illegal to sell, uh, to, to, to use. That, that's the first thing that, that anyone should do in any situation like this. Uh, the fact that Hong Kong took so long to do it just exacerbated the problem. But at the end of the day, you're not going to stop 
kids from experimenting. Uh, it's a parenting issue uh, as much as anything else, and there's a lot of debate as to how far the state should get involved in the parenting issue. Uh, but nonetheless, I take the point. It is very difficult to stop children from, from taking things that they see as being cool. The, and the point that was made earlier, that the evidence is not in, it's kind of, it is in. I could ask, how many people have died from vaping since vaping was first introduced in Hong Kong in about 2001? And the answer I can tell you is zero. How many people have got sick from it? It's very, very few, and that's basically because they didn't know how to use the devices. Um, and that's the same story worldwide. The number of deaths from vaping, actually vaping nicotine, not the marijuana substitute that they that, that caused the, the problem in the States a few years ago, from vaping nicotine is uh, zero. Okay. Zero. Okay. Over, over more than 20 years. So it's not really an issue, is it? <laughs> Um, email here from uh, listener S says that uh, smoking on staircases and smoking while walking in public areas should be banned. Just one person can affect uh, so many people. Um, uh, Henry Tong, um, how are we going to get to this smoking end game? I mean, do you think eventually we'll need a law just to ban it? All tobacco products banned? Well, uh, first of all, uh, the government we need to have a lot more. Uh, Strengthen uh, tobacco control measures to reduce the smoking preference, not just the 7.3% in the year 2025, but I wish the government would help to uh, reduce smoking preference to 5% in Hong Kong in uh, year 2030. That's the trigger point that the WHO and, uh, and, the world, uh, and many other world governments have said that that's the trigger point for tobacco and uh, for uh, then uh, I, I, uh, I believe, and our council believes, that. Uh, uh, Smoking in public area, like uh, like anywhere that anyone could walk through, like a staircase or like just on a pedestrian uh, street, uh, that should be banned. Uh, but for, for for the complete tobacco engine, we can take reference from New Zealand. That for a smoke-free generation, that New Zealand government early this year, they they already said that uh, they uh, they uh, they would uh, propose a legislation that anyone born after year 2008. Mm. Uh, should not be able to buy a uh, cigarette legal in, in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. If that has come into uh, effect, then after many years, after a number of years, Belgium, that, that is for a smoke regeneration, the smoke regeneration should cover all, all of that country. It'll die uh, out over time. Right. Yeah. One small question for Mr. Mitchell to close. Mm. Um, because of that point in the Endgame uh, report about uh, tobacco industry funding things, does, does Fact Asia get any money from the tobacco industry? Uh, we get funding from uh, various groups, including uh, tobacco companies, uh, including tax uh, 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 associations. Uh, yes, we do. But, it, but unlike the WHO's Bloomberg, Gates and Big Pharma funding, which Bloomberg Gates has given over one billion dollars to the WHO's SDPC since 2012. Bill Gates is responsible for over 80% of the WHO's funding. Um, unlike them, our, our funding is unconditional. We say we're looking to, to help consumers and we, you know, we have our own programs that we want to, to do. Will you give us some money to do that? Okay. And they do. They, they have absolutely nothing to say about what we do. Uh, uh, and we do not agree with a lot of, um, uh, 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 let me put it this way, we agree with, with, with the other panellists here. But, uh, but smoking is absolutely dreadful stuff. Um, but 
if you look at the other uh, conference of parties of the WHO, which is environment, everybody gets a seat around the table. Environmentalists, agreed, oil companies.